You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Shepherd and Sports Bites coming to you slightly later in the week than normal. Andrew Johnston here with Braden May. Braden, how are we doing? I'm here. It's Friday. I'm excited. It's a fun week of sport. We're deep into trade period in the AFL. How have you found things so it's far? It's fantastic. Fantastic. I love Adrian Dodoro. Hashtag Dodo in. Dodo is having an interesting period as normal, but that's not what we're going to be talking about too much today, Braden. We're going to start off with a little bit of basketball and one of the Golden Valley's finest young prospects heading into a WNBL season. Sport by its very own Tyler Ma caught up with Shepherd and Product Shelby Britton earlier this week in the WNBL hub with her new Bendigo Spirit teammates, and he started off by asking her how she felt about being included in the team. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely not the year um, I expected with kind of our um, winter concert, NBL1, being cancelled. So um, I was hoping that to kind of be a good practice in the lead-up to my first NBL season. But, look, I'm just so grateful that um, Tracy, our head coach, like gave me this opportunity and, you know, and I'm just grateful that we, we get a season. And you're familiar with the squad already, having trained with them uh, last summer, I believe? Yeah, so I I came back from college last year um, and took a little bit of time off. But then when the opportunity came to to train with them last year, I kind of took it on. And yeah, it was just like a really good experience. We've got some new girls in um, that weren't here last year, but also some familiar faces. So it's been good that I had that little bit, like I dipped my toe in the water last year. Um, So I definitely feel more comfortable um, coming into it this season. And you're up in the hub now. Are you still in quarantine? You've been able to get out a bit. So, no, we're in quarantine. So, um, we have to follow um, all protocols set by the Queensland government. Um, we do get to train, but it is, yeah, still still following all the strict um, protocol restrictions to make sure we're being COVID safe. And, look, we're just, like, super grateful for the Queensland government and the WNBL that we've been able to have a season and get up here. So... Um, all the things that they've put in place, you know, wearing masks and all that while we're still up here, it, it's all for the better of Queensland and for the better of us at the end of the day. So, yeah. Have you gone stir-crazy yet or are you keeping yourself entertained? Oh, we're, we're keeping ourselves entertained. Um, I'm lucky I've got my roommate is one of my good friends. So been playing a lot of cards. Um, I'm still studying at uni, so... I probably haven't done as much study as I probably should, but um, we're definitely keeping ourselves entertained. So it hasn't been too bad yet, but ask me again by the end of this week. Yeah, obviously um, on the studying, like you, you mentioned finishing your, your college experience. Um, that must have been, you know, all of it, including the basketball, but, but the college experience itself. It must have been such a great um, opportunity and, and you must have, um, you know, been, been really excited to, to be able to go and do that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I've always loved school and like my parents have always stressed how important education is. So when um, the opportunity came to go to college to, I mean, get a free education and and play basketball at the same time, I mean, who can turn that down? So um, I feel like that being at college has really helped me prepare where you've got to be able to juggle two, three things at once, like study while you're traveling. And I think from that experience at Newberry, you know, it's, really prepared me for what I'm doing now, which is practically the same thing, um, playing basketball, traveling and studying. So, 
yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really sort of similar, um, not completely similar, obviously, but it's it's the same sort of idea, isn't it? Uh, you're away from home. Yeah. You're, you're making bonds with, with basketball teammates and you're still trying to get a little bit of study in at the same time. For sure, it is. It, it is similar. I mean, there are, there are a lot of differences at the same time, but I feel like college just prepares you for what it's like in the professional leagues. And even beyond that, like, I mean, one day, you know, there's a lot of girls in this league that still work and juggle. I know there's girls in the hub here that will be balancing working full-time, part-time, whilst also playing um, the crazy schedule that we've got. So I feel like college really prepares you for this. And I was so grateful, like my, my college and my coaches at Newberry, they really set the standards high in professionalism and, you know, getting schoolwork done. So I feel like um, all props to them for really setting me up for this experience. You touched on the, the crazy schedule. It's obviously going to be pretty hectic and uh, a, a pretty yeah. unique experience, but it's also going to be broadcast to, uh, to everyone, uh, every game, which must be such an exciting thing as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so exciting for women's sport in, in general, having all games broadcast, um, especially back in Victoria. I mean, I look at the kids and they're just doing it so tough, not being able to play any sport, especially the kids that love playing basketball. And now young girls are able to watch, you know, their idols play every single game. So um, I think it's, it, yeah, it's just so exciting for women's sport and for the WNBL. Um, it's a huge opportunity to really um, be able to broadcast what talents we have in this league. And next month uh, on Free to Air, Spirit Against the Boomers, it's uh, going to split the Goulburn Valley, I'd imagine, with yourself and, and Maddie Garrick. Uh, who, yeah. Who, uh, do, you, do you have any words of, uh, of, of um, for those people that might be on the fence to, uh, to sway them to the Spirit? <laughs> oh, I don't know. All I'd, be, all I'd say is probably just, Bendigo Spirit's still a big country team and Shep's still a regional um, Victorian town. So maybe that might um, edge them over to Bendigo a little bit more. <laughs> I reckon uh, I reckon it just might. But um, thank you very much for, for having a chat with us, Shelby. And uh, good luck oh, with good. The, the experience. And uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll chat again soon and, and we'll cheer you on uh, from down here. Thank you for having me. WNBL is going to be interesting this year, Braden, with majority of the games being broadcast on free-to-air, which is fantastic for sports fans. Oh, it's very good news, especially for the WNBL, which is quite a popular competition, and the standard is always improving, and hopefully we see some great action from Shelby in particular. It's a great time for women's sport, really, for spectators, isn't it? We can take every opportunity we can to watch as much women's sport as we have the opportunity to. Oh, the last 18 to 24 months, it's just exploded in popularity. I think maybe even going back three years with the AFLW, it's just really kicked off. Like you speak about the W League, the Matildas are arguably the most popular sporting team in the country. And we've obviously got the women's international team who have been performing quite well recently. And it'll be interesting to see if any bolters make a place in the side once this BBL is over. Absolutely, it will. And we're never that far away from the AFLW, which this year's running at the same time as the VFLW and the Pioneers football as well as going to run for the women's competition at the same time. It's going to be an exciting summer for women's sport. Bit of common sense when you think about it in a way, just because that way I imagine what will happen, it hasn't been confirmed yet, I don't believe, if a woman isn't going to go at AFL level, she might get to go back at VFLW level and actually be able to go out and have a kick. 
And we know how much of a difference it is to actually be able to drop back into that state league when you're playing at the elite level if you're not getting a game to sharpen your skills because that's probably stunted the development of the AFLW a little bit over the last couple of years is that players didn't have an option where they could go when they weren't playing. And it probably showed it even just in the men's competition this year when guys were coming in, they weren't sharp. Not many guys really, they needed three or four weeks to get up to speed with an AFL game itself compared to the tennis side. So it's a great decision and it will hopefully you see some of the younger girls in the NAB League actually step up into the VFLW and earn that opportunity. That's a hope for all of us, but we're going to stop talking about the top leagues because we have local sport to talk about. How exciting is this? Yeah, well, Cricket Shepparton went back last week, I believe, and it's all slowly coming back. Goulburn Murray Cricket this week. We had bowls kick off across the region last week. We've had little athletics get going. It's fantastic. A bit of normality for life. Goulburn Murray Cricket is always a pretty interesting competition. We've, for years upon years, had Rochester and Kyabram as the dominant two teams. Do you see that changing at all this year or is it still going to come down to Rochester and the Fire Brigade? Oh, well, I think Achuka will go right. A couple of handy inclusions in BJ Moyle and Taylor Beard. That, so they'll add some real strength to the batting lineup. I know Rochester have welcomed back a fast bowler who was part of their three premierships. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but handy inclusion. They've kept the side pretty much together and especially... At, Another season of senior cricket for those younger guys. They were very young last year, you must remember. He's only going to put them in a better position. And Fire Brigade are just ever consistent. It'll be interesting to see how the young guys like War George, who we've seen develop into a fantastic player for Rochester, goes as with another year under his belt. And you mentioned Achuka. We're going to find out straight away how they stack up against the rest of the competition because they've got Fire Brigade this week. Should be an exciting game, and it's worth remembering it's all one days this year, so game's over in one weekend. I'm not complaining about that because it makes stories a lot easier to write. And exciting news basically on the sport front as well is that we have a border opening date, which means that Moama's not going to be stuck without a home ground advantage for the entire season. Well, they were able to play at home anyway, but it's just the travel factor is a lot easier. Speaking of Kirk Teasdale, the club president, earlier in the week, he just spoke about how important it is, not so much for the senior creators they play at. 12.30, 1 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. It's the junior competitions where they're playing at 5 o'clock on a weeknight and we've seen that bridge traffic and it can take an hour, hour and a half for some people to get across and parents can't simply just leave work every week early to get their kids to a game of cricket. The boss was, won't accept it. Not only that, you and I both play sport not at a particularly high level although we have started pre-season training this week which has been fun. Um, well, I have anyway. Um, so we know what it's like being stuck in a car before you play. If you're stuck in a car on the bridge for an hour and a half waiting to get across that's gonna play havoc on your body when you're about then have to get straight out of the car and perform straight away even in a sport like cricket or bowls or something like that where it's probably not as physically exerting as say a football or a netball but it's still gonna have a massive impact on your body well bowls for example a massive mental game as well like don't take that away from them that's three hours of concentration and they're playing 21 then straight through in camp Aspie valley bowls division so that would take a lot of toll but even imagine just a parent sitting there with a kid that's been at school all day 10, 11-year-old under 12s having to get across the bridge. Not my type of situation. Not my type of situation either. You mentioned bowls. The Camp Aspie Valley Bowls division went back last week. We're, do you expect that we're going to see the same thing that we have in the last couple of years where it's going to be the Achukas and the Moamas who are going to continue to dominate? Or will we see what we had last year where maybe a side like Tongala comes out of seemingly nowhere, I won't necessarily say nowhere, but seemingly out of nowhere to really push for the competition? 
Well, in the midweek, it's all gone, been condensed into one division due to lack of interest and a bit of COVID stuff as well. So I think the top two are going to be quite clear already. Results last week, they were very one-sided in some games, which is just... And there's some people unhappy about it, but it is what it is. But weekend, I imagine Miami will be right up there again. They've got some classy bowlers, for example, a guy that we've done plenty with, Barry Brennan, who is an Australian bowler. Like You don't have that every day in your team. You mentioned that it's going to one division in midweek. Obviously, that's disappointing that we can only have one division. But for the players who wanted to play, they're always competing against the best competition now. Yeah, which is a good thing, and it's only going to benefit them in the long run. But then you look at a club like Rochester, they just they simply said their own words were, we're probably not up to, we were getting beaten pretty easily in Division 1, so we're going to host our own intra-club tournament where they've divided each other into teams of four. Don't mind that either. And on to the other sport that is kicking off this weekend. Tennis is back, which will make some people in our office in particular incredibly happy. Yeah, tennis is very exciting. I guess they've been fortunate as one of those sports where it was allowed under some restrictions, even just a social hit. That's not having a go at tennis, but just the way it is, it doesn't take too many people to set up a game of tennis. And it's fantastic for them that they were... You know, we're very envious as sports people that they had the opportunity to go out and still continue playing. The same way that we were envious of golf. Oh, it's it's terrific just to have sport back in general. But again, tennis is such a hard sport to predict. But I've been told if we're looking out for one in Camp Aspie Tennis Association, Rich River are a very good team to watch in the top division. Rich River are always hard to beat. We've seen, I think they've won five of the last six premierships in Section 1 of Camp Aspie. But uh, Camp Aspie Tennis Association, they're always a great side and they always seem to generate new talents. So it'll be interesting to see if they can continue that incredible streak that they've developed. And just to quote someone, I'm told they're stacked this year. I don't know any names, but I'm excited to see what we get in the results on Monday. That's probably all the time we're going to have on Sports Bite this week. Brayden, what's up for the weekend? I'm actually zoning out of sport this weekend. I really shouldn't, but I just need a weekend to refresh. It's been, we've gone from grand final weekend in the AFL and NRL into the spring carnival, which was nuts. Some great wins, great story with, there was actually a Mansfield connection to Jai McNeil. That's worth mentioning. He got his first opportunity with one of the trainers down there, a young Kerrang boy, and we congratulate him. And I'm sure his back pocket looks nice and heavy too. I'm just going to do what I've been doing for the last couple of days and constantly monitoring trade radio to see if anything is happening on the football front. We've got our eye on Tom Phillips coming to Hawthorne, which is hopefully going to cover for the absolutely devastating news that Isaac Smith's gone to our arch enemy in Geelong. Oh, well, that's going to hurt, but it won't look as good as Essendon's midfield next year with Dunkley and Caldwell. Oh, it's tasty. You have to get them over the line first, although Adrian Dodoro, as you mentioned, has a habit of doing these things. That's all the time we have on Sports Bite this weekend. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.